professional stuff, and they'll sit there with a the mic in their mouth, and they'll be singing, they'll walk away, and there's really nothing, no, no reaction. Every now and then the Lord actually shows up, but he's, when you, he starts showing up in the people's lives as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, they know it. They know. And all of a sudden you see him break down. Well, you'll see one break down, then you'll see another break down. And pretty soon, as far as I'm concerned, they could all ball, man. That'd be cool. Uh, because you know that the Lord's dealing with them. And, th and that's the key to this whole thing is learning how to let the Lord deal with you and speak to you. Man, I, I know every single time he's ever told me something. I mean, when he tells you to do something and you know it's him and you're beyond a shadow of a doubt it's him, then don't let anybody ever talk you out of it. I don't care who they are. You know it's him. You know what he wants. Uh, he's sitting back now watching you to see if you're going to do what he says or you're going to do what somebody else says. And if you do what he says do, then he'll say, now, now we're moving someplace. And I'm telling you what, after a while, you'll start seeing him in a light that is unbelievable. And you're like, why would you care about me to start with? Why would you even care? Why would you care? You're God. I mean, you're the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and lords of lords. You're the number one. You're it. You're it. I said, when there was nothing, it was you. I said, why would you care? He goes, you wait till you get to heaven, you'll find out. <laughs> Brother Tom's going to preach at us tonight. I'm going to shut up because I'll start preaching. I won't shut up. But uh, you okay? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I was going to sing one of your songs today, brother, but uh, I didn't practice enough on my guitar. Uh, anytime, anytime. Well, no, no, no. You remember the song, uh, somebody, My Cup Run It Over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good song, man. Every time I hear that song, I think about you. I remember you singing it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, good to be here tonight, amen. amen. Yeah. Been a long day talking about that when he speaks I hear his voice and I heard something one time or read it or something that uh, over in the Middle East there was coming evening time and three different shepherds headed to the sheepfold put their sheep in there got up the next morning one by one them shepherds came out there and spoke. And only their sheep came to them. First one, second one, third one. I'd like to say tonight that appreciate you praying for me. I thank God uh, December 10th, 1978. This is what happened to me. Amen. I just thought I'd preach out of the hymn book tonight. <laughs> It's all about him, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I'd like to brag on the Lord a little bit tonight, what he's done for me. Amen. And I know he's done a lot for you all. And uh, I just, before I get started here, I'd just like to say, uh, God ain't never changed his mind. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I'm glad I changed my mind. 44 years ago, amen. I gave up, gave in, let him have it. Amen. One of the hardest things in my Christian life is, I don't know about you all, but staying right with God. Amen. Amen. Just when I think that I got a handle on it, he, old devil, he's got a handle on me. <laughs> I wanted to leave the nursing home day about 2.30 and 
didn't get out till about 3.30. I was praying the whole time. I said, Lord, let me leave here with a good spirit. <laughs> and and uh, he helped me. He helped me. Amen. Uh, i like to say tonight that uh, my name got signed on the roll up in heaven. And I'm sealed until the day of redemption. And uh, one day I'll be delivered out of this old world, the mess it is. And uh, my wife got saved eight years before me and took the three little girls. And I was just telling the brother and sister there a while ago before church that uh, when we had that, the first baby, uh, she had yellow jaundice. And uh, we had to leave her at the hospital. Had 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 to leave, you know, first child. And uh, well, it come time to yellow jaundice got all healed up and everything. Guess who it was that went and got her? Me and my buddy. And I was a nervous wreck. I'm telling you what. I was telling the brother back there a while ago. I was nervous that morning. I turned that burner on that stove and I touched it to see if it was hot. I had three little, three or four little rings around my hand where it burned it, you know. But uh, anyway, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But <laughs> I'm telling you what, a child will change your life immediately. Immediately. All my girls got saved, and uh, they two of them went to Kentucky with me. And they started a Christian school down there. It's called Sugar Camp, and uh, that Christian school, brother Mike, is still going to this day. And uh, God's been good to me. My uh, oldest girl, she's not in church tonight. hadn't been in a long time. Still praying, but uh, her oldest son surrendered to preach, went to Bible school. And my second girl, uh, she married a, a preacher, and they're in evangelism now. They've been in for quite a while. And uh, tonight, uh, my three uh, grandchildren, Hester, Levi, and Daniel, uh, last Friday, they was having a camp meeting in Houston, and the church called and said, could you have them come and sing in our camp meeting? Now, you'll figure out where I'm going here in a minute. And uh, so they flew them out there. They never flew before. Got them one-way ticket. So they was in Houston all last week. And uh, they went on up to Dallas, and going to be up there for a while. And... Uh, let me just say this. If uh, 44 years ago I hadn't changed my mind, all of what I just told you wouldn't be taking place tonight. That's right. My baby girl, she plays the piano up there in Springfield, Victor Baptist Church. And uh, I know where I'm going tonight. When amen. Something happens, amen. God's been good. God's been real good. Let me just say tonight that uh, all I want to do is glorify him and Amen. just brag on him a little bit. The one thing about it, uh, 
might be somebody in here tonight that's changed their mind on how they're going to serve God. They're just about ready to give up and uh, don't need to give up. You need to just go on. Amen. You say, preacher, you ever think about giving up? Yeah, about two or three times a week. Amen. That's just, just the way it is. You say, boy, you sure don't have much faith, do you? I say, well, it just it gets a little rough sometimes, Amen. but I know who's rougher than the rough. Amen. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, uh, Lord willing, I'm not going to change my mind tonight. On I have the right Savior, Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, come to pay my price on Calvary. And boy, I'm telling you what, I'm sure glad he did. I didn't get saved I was 35 years old. I got a lot of skeletons in my closet. Every once in a while, I'll have a flashback. Get that. Just play one of them old 50s boogie woogie songs and you'll, I'll have to run and hide somewhere. I'll be wanting to jump around. <laughs> that blue suede shoes and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, my soul. I've got the right salvation. Amen. Death, burial, and resurrection, that's all you got to believe. And I was lost. My wife, she said... Honey, you need to get saved. It's real simple. She said, just believe he died and burned and rose again. I said, no, that's too simple. There's got to be more to it than that. She said, no, that's it. Guess what? That's all there is to it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Amen. I got to write scriptures tonight. Amen. This old King James Bible. I've repaired it a few times. Thank God for super glue. Amen. It's hanging together. I've had it about almost 30 years, and she's still hanging with me, amen. And uh, one of these days, it'll fall apart, just like me. <laughs> oh, my soul. I'm on the right ship, headed to the right shore. Heaven's in view, amen. I never thought God let me live this long, but uh, I'm glad he has. I'm used to preaching to two or three thugs and murders and stuff like that, but I got a whole house full tonight. I don't know if there's any of you in here that way or not. I don't think there is, amen. God's been, God's been real good. Right is still right. Wrong is still wrong. Ten commandments is not the ten suggestions. I know they're for Israel, but they're for everybody. Amen. Ugly, still ugly. My mother-in-law, she was a little, little overweight. Somebody said to her, she said, Pearl, you're a little overweight. She said, uh, I can lose weight, but you can't change ugly. <laughs> and you're ugly. Uh, you had no pearl. She'd fight a running buzzsaw, and she's probably 70, 80 years old when she died. Let me just say here before I get started, have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you for uh, letting us be here tonight. Lord, help me not to hurt anybody. Just want to brag on you. and Thank you for uh, this church. and Brother Elliot, Lord, I thank you for letting him let me stand up here.
Lord been doing it a long time, but it still, it still gets kind of nervous, Lord. I pray that you help me now. If there's somebody in here tonight that maybe just on the brink of just quitting, maybe they just want to quit Wednesday night to start with, then Sunday night, then every once in a while on Monday uh, Sunday morning, I pray God, Lord, you back them up tonight and let them see how serious and wonderful this thing is. We sure appreciate it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. The Bible says, uh, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. I didn't, I forgot, I forgot about all that standing stuff. He's, I'm done now, sit back down. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm done, I'm done. That's a, I, I ain't got no long, long verses on anything, amen. Change not. I'll tell you about one time I changed my mind. We landed not too far from here. Say what was that? Well, one of my on my bucket list, I wanted to ride one of them hot air balloons. And my brother-in-law, he had one, kind of charged for taking people riding. He blowed that thing up down there around uh, Bellbrook, uh, and uh, me and him and my son-in-law got in it. He heated that thing up. Up we went. We started sailing along Woodman, and that old altometer thing just kept going up and up and up. And got up about 1,300 feet, Brother Mike. My son-in-law said, take it up, take it up. I said, there's something in the Bible, he's a preacher, something in the Bible about honoring your elders. I said, we're high enough. Dogs barking, kids waving, hollering, going on. We heading up Woodman, and uh, what's that wind? Your Rockley Don, he come along. He contrary, and we started heading toward Wright Patterson Air Force Base. No fly zone. I changed my mind. And uh, I said, I told my brother-in-law, I said, man, we, we got to set this thing down somewhere. We, they'll shoot us down or that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so he said, we, there's a church somewhere around uh, Dorothy Lane and Woodman back, back in the project there. Had a big backyard or field, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> Whatever. And he said, Let, we'll set her down right there. Well, we've just about clipped the steeple. We sailed past that big old cross on that roof. And here we went. We landed twice. First time, man, I tell you what, we bounced. And I was on, I was on my, brother, uh, my brother-in-law, and he was on my son-in-law, and we were just going. And then we hit again. And finally, he drug us a little while, and... We stopped. What are you saying? My bucket list on riding a hot air balloon is done. 
No more hot air balloons, amen. Changed my mind. I'll tell you one or two more. I'll get to preaching here in a minute. I just like to tell stories every once in a while. I didn't get this gray hair for nothing. <laughs> I was in the army over in Germany about 70 years ago, and we was running late. And uh, we need to call the CQ, tell them we was running a little late not to write us up. Well, when we got out, out of that old bar, pardon me, <laughs> we, need to, we need to make a call on the phone booth. Back then, that's when they had them glass phone booths. Well, there's a German guy in there making a phone call. I told my buddy, I said, Holy Cross, get that guy off the phone so we can call and check in. So Holy Cross, he goes in the phone booth, and him and that, that German, they just, man, they's having a time in, in that phone booth. And it ain't very big. About that time, his friend, about the size of Brother Mike, he started in there to get my buddy. I stepped in. He started beating me like a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> I was down on my knees and I said, this ain't working. <laughs> I changed my mind. We beat, he beat back and forth and up comes a German police. What's going on? In German, whatever they said. I said, we was on the, my buddy was on the phone and these guys come up and started fighting us. They hauled us in the police station. We talked to the MPs and we told them that they started to fight and they, they told, the Germans told them they, they, we started to fight and we went back and forth and they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to settle this. Both parties are going to have to pay for the phone booth. Broken door, you know, whatever. You ever change your mind? Yeah. Old fellow one time, he, he tried to knock both eyes into one hole and knock it out. That ain't, that ain't too much fun. God ain't never changed his mind. Amen. About Israel. Israel is still the apple of his eye. Center of the universe. Amen. Still God's chosen people. First of all, God ain't never changed his mind about sin. Sin is still sin. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. Amen. Sin is still sin, and there's no way around it. You know when you sin. You know when you do something wrong? Amen. I tell God sometimes, I said, I don't want to get away with nothing. See what he's saying? I don't want to feel comfortable doing sin. Amen. Amen. This old flesh is flesh. It'll fight you. Devil ain't going to give up. He's going to make sure that when you think you're riding high, he'll try to knock you down. Sure will. Bible says in Isaiah chapter 59, for the sake of time, I'll kind of hurry along here. Isaiah 59 verse 2. But your iniquities have separated 
between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You can't hear his voice when you're sinning. And I, I tell you what, sometimes sometimes when you, when you do something you shouldn't do, it seems like, uh, I'm just speaking for myself now, seems like uh, it's pretty quick you kind of get back in fellowship with God. And then there are some things you do, seems like you don't hear his voice for 70, 72 hours maybe three or four days, maybe a week. And say, what do you do? You beg God. Say, Lord, I told you I was sorry right after I did it. He says, I know. Nothing happens. And a day goes by. Say, Lord, I told you I was sorry. He said, I know. I ain't talking to you. You ever have that happen? Amen. Amen. And finally God says, okay, I believe you're serious. I said, Lord, I was serious when I first said I was sorry. He said, yeah, but you wasn't sorry enough. I just pointed you, young lady. <laughs> I'm used to pointing them convicts, and I know you ain't no convict, amen. Amen. I can't. You can't sin and expect to be close to God. Can't do it. Stay as clean as you can. Stay as clean as you can. As the old fellow says, stay fessed up. Make sure. What was it? And Job said, my children might have sinned, something like that. I, uh, I, uh, I really look up to some preachers. They just quote scriptures right after one, right after another. Singers get up and they just they just sing right along. Ain't got no paper in front of them or nothing. I uh, I really look up to that. I've got to have the words. I'm the world's worst. Remembering scriptures. Does that make me unspiritual? I don't know. If you can't memorize verses, don't do like I have for the last 30 or 40 years. Beat yourself over the head and say, sure wish I could memorize verses, Lord, but I just can't do it. Can't do it. Drinking is still sin. Lying is still sin. Cheating is still sin. Gambling, this is just simple stuff. Stealing, envy, hatred, child molesting. You know, jealousy is a sin. Bitterness is a sin. I used to support, support this missionary. He was over in Europe. Seemed like every time I'd get a newsletter from him, he was always harping on the preachers over here in America. Just bitter, just bitter. You know, bitter uh, really destroy you. I don't know how women do it, but they got a memory that's unreal. Yeah. My wife will say, you remember what them people did to you? I said, what'd they do to me? 
and she'd tell me. I said, what'd you bring that up for? I want to forget that. Woman don't forget nothing. Just ask my wife, after 50-something years, she's still talking about stuff before we got married. <laughs> Why'd you say that for? Oh, beware, men. If you say the wrong thing today, and she don't get you today, about two or three days later, that's when she gets you. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with message. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my soul. Sin, sin, sin. Uh, let me tell you about some stories that it's just because of sin. An Illinois man got mad at his 88-year-old mother over a TV show. She wanted to watch Bill Cosby, and he wanted to watch something else. And he shot her. It's real. I ain't making this up. A 73-year-old Arkansas woman shot her 35-year-old son after he threw her Thanksgiving ham in the floor, stomped on it, and throwed the pan at her. That's, I mean, she, she fired on him like that. What are you saying, preacher? I don't know, but there's enough. Old preacher said one time, there's enough, there's enough sin in us Saved. If God never paid any more attention to you, you'd be in real trouble. You'd be in real trouble. You young people, I don't know what in the world you got going in your life, but I, I, I'm sure it's a battle. I'm sure it's a battle. God hadn't changed his mind about death. I could give you a whole list of things where God hadn't changed his mind but I only got 28 and we'll be done about 10.30 amen no I just kidding just got a few death when it's over it's over make sure when it comes your time to die that's all you got to do you might not have time to do anything else you might not have time to call on God and say please save me I've heard people say uh, you know, they seen a, a wreck was coming and, and uh, they hollered out, oh God, and, and so they went to heaven. That ain't, that ain't it. You need to be born again. You need to be saved, washing the blood of the Lamb. David said to Jonathan, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 3, but truly as the Lord liveth and as a, thy soul liveth, there is but one step between me and death. Just a snap of a twig. Just one shot of dope. Just one pill. Just one trip to the store. Some, uh, I think sometimes about these people that uh, they run from the police. They, they, in their car. 
and uh, they run in red lights, stop signs, first one thing or another. That could be us. That could be us. So death's going to happen to all of us. I wonder tonight if you're ready. If you're ready to go. If God said it's your time to go, are you, you ready to go? Amen. You might say, well, I'm going to heaven. I understand that. But how's your relationship with God? Everything pretty well all right? Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You can't call death up. Say, wait a while. Death knocks on your door. He's coming in. I know he gave Hezekiah 15 more years. Amen. So far, he's given me quite a few years past what my uh, open heart surgery. So you may have heard me say this, but I'll say it one more time. 2006, he said, uh, the doctor said, Eight to ten years. So you figure ten years, 2016. So from 2016 till about four or five months ago, Brother Mike, I tell people, I say, I'm living on bar time. About four months ago, I guess somewhere around there, God said, uh, no, you ain't living on bar time. You're living on my time. I said, yes, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm real sorry. I just said the wrong thing. and Just no saying, you know, I'm living on bar time. And no, I'm living on God's time. And that's what we all are, really. Amen. Amen. I remember growing up and little fella... Didn't have no electricity. And uh, we needed something to keep our milk cool. So we had a wet weather spring side of a hill. And my dad, he took dynamite and blowed a big hole in the side of the hill. And had that spring there. And we'd tie that milk jug on a string and let it hang down there in the bottom of that that, uh, that whale-like thing. One day I was up there playing, not watching what I was doing, about five or six years old. And I, ha I fell right down in that thing, and it's over his old my head. I shouldn't be here tonight. For some reason, God let me live, climb out of that hole of water. I don't know how many times it's, God's watched over some of you. I'm going to tell you what. He, I'd say with the faces in here and the people's in here, God has really been good. Amen. And he's, uh, he's let you live. Matter of fact, he's let you live, get saved. He's let you live to serve him. I don't know about you, but I, I've enjoyed serving him. 
I sure have. I wish I was a better Christian. I sure do. God hadn't changed his mind about heaven. It's still there. Still waiting on us. Oh, I went to a meeting one time down at Brother Drummond's and I hadn't had a chance to go to any meetings for about four years. Got to seeing some old buddies, some old friends. Hadn't seen in a long time. And boy, I tell you what, they just come up and give a big hug over Tommy. Good to see you. I left that meeting. I think, oh, my soul. What if our Savior said, oh, I've been waiting for you. Come here, old buddy. Just put his arms around me and hug me like he did know me all my life. Ain't changed his mind about heaven. Beulah land, I'm longing for you. Have a home prepared where the saints abide, just over in the glory land. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith, we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. And a sweet by and by. We shall meet on that beautiful shore. You know, God ain't changed his mind about heaven. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. Lady said one time there at Rock Bottom, she said, uh, I ain't never heard a trumpet, but I know the sound. She said, I ain't never seen the Lord. I know it's him. I ain't never been to heaven, but I'll know where I'm at when I get there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a sweet day one of these days. Sweet day. Bible says in Isaiah 33, verse 17, Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty, they shall behold the land that is very far off. Oh, you've heard about it and heard about it and heard about it. I have too. One of these days we'll be there. If you're in here tonight and you're not saved, like that old hillbilly said, doggone, won't you just give in? Doggone it. We came up here in 1950. I finally got my green card. <laughs> I'm no more illegal. 
I'm legal as I can be. <laughs> you say you proud you're a hillbilly? I'm going to tell you something. When I was growing up in the 50s, they called us briars. And if you was a briar hopper, you were scum. That's the way it was. Didn't care, did they? You're from Kentucky. You know what I'm talking about. God hadn't changed his mind about salvation. My daughter Jennifer, bless her heart, it took her three times. Say, so what are you saying? She was young. She, she was just trying to make sure. And, uh, one day, one night after service there at charity, she said, Daddy, she said, uh, I'm, I'm real sure that I ain't saved. She said, I need to get saved. And you know, sometimes young people, they, they come forward during some kind of meeting or camp or something. They go forward because the other kids did. When I was in Kentucky, there was a, there was a preacher there, and he started coming to Rock Bottom and his children. And uh, old Jimmy, he was... He was in his 20s. He was married. And uh, I thought he was saved. And we give an invitation one time. I was praying. And Brother Mike, and I hear this. And I looked up, and here come Brother Brown's son, Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, I said, what are you coming for? I said, he said, I'm preacher, I'm lost. He said that night at the meeting, he said, these three or four uh, young people went, and he said, I just went up there with them, and I didn't get saved. He asked the Lord to save him, and Jimmy got saved. Amen. After, after all that, I told his daddy, I said, Brother Brown, his dad is a preacher. I thought he'd be tickled to death. He said, oh, Jimmy's already saved. You know why? Because he was preaching when Jimmy was supposed to get saved and he wanted the, the glory from it and still said, well, praise God, he got it settled. It's it's it's, it's sealed the deal, sealed deal. And I thought he'd be happy and his stupid dad wasn't happy. That is stupid. Say, so what about your little girl? Three times it happened. Well, I'm going to round this thing up here pretty quick. Last of all, God hadn't changed his mind about his return. He's coming. He's coming pretty soon. Amen. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. People say, I, I wish the Lord would come today. But there's probably a little twist there. They're probably going through something that they wish God would just come and get them out of it instead of wanting him to really come. You say, you ever do that? Yeah, I say, I've done that. I'll be honest with you. 
We're all human. But sometimes God don't want us to get through what we're going through. And we have to go through it to give glory and honor to Him. Amen. Amen. I tell God, I'm not bragging. I sit down to read my Bible. I'm about done. I'm just, I don't waste, don't waste God's time. Don't waste your time. I sit down and read my Bible. And I look at my hands. I say, Lord, I'm glad I got hands to hold my Bible. I'm glad I got eyes that I can see my Bible. I'm glad that my mind ain't so scrambled up that I don't even know what words are. God, I thank you I can get up in the morning and I can walk down the hall and fix myself a cup of coffee. Lord, I thank you that uh, I can get in my car and go here and go there. You know, there's a lot of people can't do that. Can't do that. I, you do whatever you want to do. But you take it from this old man. They some, some, maybe here tonight. That you sure aren't thankful enough to God for all that He's given you. And the times that he's watched over you and protected you, he's given you enough health that you can breathe and you can hear. You say, you, you're just naming stuff that don't need to be named. That doesn't need to be named because we need to be more thankful. Amen. I'm going to end with this. God had not changed his mind about return, his return. Went to Grandma's one time when I was down there. I was probably about, we moved up here when I was seven and a half, but I had to be about five or six. My Uncle Strad, he was, he was still home. Hadn't got married, moved off yet. And uh, my Uncle Strat, he said, called me Junior. He said, Junior, he said, uh, I'll come get you next Saturday on my bicycle. Now, mind you, it wasn't three or four blocks. Uphill, downhill, about five, six, seven, maybe eight miles. I don't know. It's a pretty good trip. And he said, I'll be there Saturday to pick you up. You watch for me. Boy, I tell you what, I got up Saturday morning and I was just watching, waiting, looking for him. I didn't know when he was going to come. Finally, that afternoon, Brother Mike, I seen him coming down across the creek, down the old dirt road on the other side of the hill. Hey, Junior, I'm here to get you. Yeah. 
I said, I'm ready to go. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming to get us. <laughs> Are you ready?